And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. He's an Eagle Scout who crawls every night back inside a womb made entirely of pillows. It's Alan Moss. And he's a comedian who's been called the funniest comic who will literally rip your fucking nuts off by Steer Digest. It's David Huntsberger. Chef Jeff is here to make his chicken pot pie with extra pot. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little snowcaps. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. Yes, I have something to say about the carb I chose, but first I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello, David Huntsberger, and welcome back. Oh, hello. I'm still beaming over being referenced in Steer Digest. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Alan Moss. Hello. Hello, Daniel. Great intro energy. Thank you. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Allison. I am ready to go. Just go, girl. Okay. All right. Before the show started, like seconds before the show started, or to be more exact, when I was wishing the show had already started, but there was still conversation around the table. Mm. But it's good that everyone wants to converse. I just say, <laughs> hey, yeah. save it for air. Um, there was a... there. Oh, Daniel began singing. Do, sing what you were singing. Uh, the chicken it chicken in the Chinese chicken. <laughs> yeah, then and I then, chimed in with some uh, watch your next files with the lights on. <laughs> I think we all knew little snippets. Oh of yeah. That. yeah, everybody knows little bits of that song. I feel like Al knows all of that song. I do know all of that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then it, I said, uh, yeah. "Who is that?" Thinking it was LFO, and Al Al said before I even said LFO, Al said bare naked ladies, and then I think David, you said. What are they doing now? No, Daniel. Yes. Someone no. Yeah, said that was David. I, I, right. um, I think they made a lot of money. Yes. And you were then, saying they might be driving Ubers now. And I was like, no, I think they're doing I think <laughs> well. They're doing I, well. <laughs> it's hard to know with some of these 90s bands whether they made money. Yeah. You know, if they're successful today, you f- feel like they made money because they sold probably to commercials. But back then, you weren't allowed to do that mm-hmm. because you sold out or something. So, Well, so yeah. then Al said, of course they're making money. Every time the Big Bang Theory plays, they make money. And then both Daniel and David said, no, that's they might be giants. And then Al was so confident that there's no point in doing what does Al know because we already know that he thinks he knows. <laughs> I think he thinks he knows. I mean, he definitely thinks he knows. Well, I, so sure. the question is, who's right? And Jeff's going to let us know. And I said, wait, let's just do this Save on air. Save it for air. Yeah. It was a perfect, <laughs> perfect recreation of that yeah. exchange. Thank you. Thank you. Right. I hope that the audience is as on the edge of their seat as I am. Well, and I will, I guess I don't want to cut Jeff off, but I just want to say that the reason I know this song so well is uh, when we got MTV and VH1 for the first time in my life, Bare Naked Ladies were just coming onto the scene. Oh. Mm-hmm. And my mom was concerned about having cable in the home. You know, it's going to bring in a lot of stuff that maybe we shouldn't be watching. Mm. I just made you say underwear, and your mom just turns it off well, immediately. Before kind of lyrics are worst nightmare. Well, what happened was she was in the kitchen, like, getting dinner ready. We have the TV on, and they're doing, like, the top 10 countdown. And mm. it's, up next, Bare Naked Ladies. And she runs in. <laughs> she thought turn it was it like, off! <laughs> turn it off! <laughs> That's look, Matt, Matt. Just wait. Look at these guys. There's no ladies here. Not literally. <laughs> yeah, they're chubby white guys. Come on. They're fine. And they're Canadian, right? Yeah, they're Canadians. It's fine. You, but you know what? It made you think of bare naked ladies. Yeah. It did. 
but it just and made it us said, want it. It just dude. made us want yeah. it more. It, it actually, like, literally, I never sort of like butthead or um, dickhead. Actually, I never think of the thing. It's just a term right. for like a jerk. Right. I've never thought of naked ladies when I've heard bare naked ladies. Made, what What's yeah. the furthest you could go naming a band? They, especially if it was gentle, like pleasant elevator pop. <laughs> Could you name a band like Labia? <laughs> how far can like, you get it? How cool? I like that. The Without soft, sweet sounds of, of Labia. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah, that does ju- sound like, you know, nice right. on the wave. <laughs> Next up is Labia. Actually, I think that Labia might be like electro electropunk or electropop. Don't you think they could be that? I think sure. they could be, but I think they, they I could, mean, it's, yeah, they could be a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. I mean, I bet you could go as far as like death metal, perhaps. Well, I feel like, Maybe, uh, I feel like they started off with, you know, soft, you know, uh, ambient mm-hmm. music and then they moved into electro pop kind of later with the trends. <laughs> what about a band like nipple clamps? That's not that far <laughs> off from bare naked ladies. It's mm. in the same camp, right? I want them to be a group, uh, like, chamber musicians covering pop <laughs> well, what are some bands <laughs> no here's one what are some bands that have names that are dirty that you don't think of as being dirty well Baron pearl Ladies. jam pearl jam oh my god another yeah. one i i never considered yeah ew 10 cc is supposed to be along the similar lines Ten- is that how much there of pearl Supposedly, jam there is yes <laughs> oh, i did not know that either Hmm. Can we think of any others? Um, I I had never I've heard never of, heard of any bands. No, me neither. No, me neither. <laughs> but still, gross. Well, well, there's scrotal said grab. Jeff sounding old. <laughs> scrotal grab. I scrotal would. Grab. <laughs> That's definitely death metal. Scrotal grab. <laughs> I would have thought 10 CC was a drug reference. <laughs> I love that name for a band. <laughs> scrotal grab is like the, is like gay death metal though. That's like. <laughs> Okay, let's find out who was right. It is, in fact, the Bare Naked Ladies. Whoa! What? True story. Oh, like listen, my life oh. just got turned so upside sorry. down. Why did we both think it was? They might be giants. I can do it in the numbers. I knew it was the Bare Naked Ladies <laughs> when I. Th- did they do I... a different? Uh, they did show? Knock in the Middle. Okay. Uh, hmm. Oh, and a couple other two cartoons. shows. Two shows I've never watched. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so they have the most money. They, they, well, and that's like the joke, right? Family Guy always makes fun of Bare Naked Ladies because they played stadiums and did so well for so long and they had this crowd base that would like defend them to no end. Who's into them and why? (laughs) I think Al might be. I'm just saying, they, they like put albums out. They made What other songs did they do besides the chicken, chicken, the Chinese chicken? They had like uh, Brian Wilson, If I Had a Million Dollars. That one was pretty popular. If I had a million dollars. It's it's all been done. Was a a Oh, I do remember that one. They did uh, Testing One, Two, Three. It's all been done. Uh, it's all been. Yeah, did your yeah, band cover sad. them? We never covered Bare Naked Ladies. No, they were too like weird for us. I think they um, are an obscure. Of, weird the guy's band. got like an upright bass. There's like too much going on. What? Too many right. lead singers. Yeah. There's I my, singers. my feeling is you should have one lead singer. Yeah, that's got, just how I feel two. about it. Otherwise, because then it's like you can't both lead. I guess right. You can't have two leaders. That's why they broke up. Maybe that is probably why they broke uh, up. They did break up. I know. I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I just going with it. <laughs> yeah. But at this point, I just believe anything Al says. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. We oh, lost no. our, our. We. Lo- I felt like we were about to get a fun Hello. fact. Oh, there we go. Fun comedy fact: Harlan Williams' cousin is in Bare Naked Ladies. I knew what? there was something oh. weird like that. But someone is related to someone in the band Mercury Rev. 
I'm sure someone is. <laughs> no, someone that we <laughs> know. I mean, I'm dispute. willing to bet. They have no family. <laughs> is there a Greg? feral child? <laughs> is it Greg Fitzsimmons? He <laughs> got adopted, immediately took up the base. <laughs> yeah. And um, Wheeler Walker Jr., who's really named Ben Hoffman. Honey, I don't think people are supposed to know. I think everyone knows that. Yeah, His brother is in Scissor Sisters. Oh, yeah. I think I knew that. Nice. I think that's a dirty name, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe that is. So, um, lots to talk about. Something that I was wondering earlier, and this is neither topical nor timely and arguably not even interesting. Perfect. But I was thinking, why is this considered a spooky sound? Ooh. Why does everyone agree that that's a spooky sound? Because that's sound? what ghosts, that's the noise that ghosts make. But I mean. Why? I don't. What the fuck do I know about those? I feel like you did it with a smile. <laughs> I did. Let me. Sorry. Let me make it more. More. Still smiling. It's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> scary. Sorry. What look is my face supposed to have? More somber. Yeah. Like that. Ooh, like, that was scary. You're a ghost. You mean it? Okay, that was sorry, fucking scary. Sorry, sorry. Allison's wasn't. Let me do it again. This is like when you're. If you ever done that thing where you're like, okay, I'm not going to be sarcastic for five minutes, and then everything you say sounds even more sarcastic. Okay, let me just wipe the smile off my face. I'm not allowed to do it. No, I can't. I, I will. My, my mouth. It's like also when you try to whistle when you're laughing, you can't. Okay. <laughs> you're gonna be such oh. a bad ghost because people ghost, say yeah. woo when they're happy so it's a natural like smile yeah. or maybe that's what ghosts are doing they're like stoked and but it just comes out that way yeah yeah like if you had a bit of like ghost palsy and you were like trying to woo but you're like woo they're just slow because they're dead so they're like woo yes like that's yeah. what they want to say and you, you should be like yeah back to them I'm just saying damn right ghost (laughs) sweet because I think what happened was I was alone in the house earlier and then I thought what if I suddenly heard a scary sound and then I imagined what that would be and naturally what it would be would be like a horror movie cue that there's a scary thing happening and then I wonder because it's like (laughs) I think it would be more of like a uh, like a slithery kind of yeah, well, see, I was thinking, hmm. I can understand if you, if like the, an animal roaring or some kind of predator sound. <laughs> I don't know. Chipmunks get my house? That would freak me out. Actually, if I heard that in the house, I would be scared and also excited. Ooh. Dolphins and ducks, come on. Yeah, that would alarm me. That's someone creeping out of the basement or their coffin. Yeah. That's scary. But why the woo? Why do we all agree that's scary? I thought it's because of the wind. So, like, you hear that naturally, and when it's dark and you can't see, it's unsettling. And so it sounds like you picture ghosts or something. Well, Saying it. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking that we, everyone, actually, I guess what I was really thinking is, like, the Foley artist in a horror movie, what would they be playing to indicate that there's dangers around the corner? And wind is a scary sound, but why is wind a scary sound? Well, I would like to say it might be a tad presumptuous to say that we've all agreed it's scary. <laughs> Who hasn't? <laughs> Name one. I'm, I feel like I'm dissenting a bit. I don't know that that sound's ever scared me. Okay. No, I, think, I, and, I don't think she's saying that that... Like, tell me yeah, if I'm I You're not saying that that is necessarily scary, but... If you heard that, we would all agree that it's associated. It's, oh, a, sure. it's yeah. in quotes, quote unquote, scary. scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, f- I forgot that. 
The reason I forgot is because I've been up for a long time, and I will get into that in a moment. Um, the new attempt to become a morning person. Ooh. Yeah. It's just get well, ready. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's, that's a tease. That's you a know, what's it. the opposite of a tease? That's a repellent. Like, if, if, the, if the topic two is about how early I woke up, I probably shouldn't let anyone know that I'm going to talk about that. I should just spring it on people because that's the kind of thing where it's like, here's what's coming up. Someone might be like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. What's next on the <laughs> list here? Um, uh-oh, just woo, scary sound. <laughs> that's it. That's literally the, pa- the paper's blank after that. And we're done. No, there's two more things. She really, she really is really banking on that, it, just uh, erupting into conversation for about an hour. I so forgot. The- it, yes, what I was thinking is, if I were in a horror movie, what would be the sound to indicate that, some, that this is like an ominous thing about to happen? And it's all those sounds that we just talked about, and why are they scary? Okay, I've put together a hypothesis oh good someone perhaps involved with the film industry went camping and or was outside little mm-hmm. did they know some hillbilly was playing a saw yeah with like a bow <laughs> and it and it was a little windy and there were wind chimes happening and the person could not sleep and they came and told their friends like it was the my skin was crawling off of me what makes that sound and they went what, what did it sound like and then they went <laughs> yeah, that is really scary. That's, and then we just stayed with that until now, till this moment where you've decided. Where I've I think debunked we've all decided, it. Yeah, we debunked it. Like it was just a saw, man. The Rosen hypothesis. <laughs> well, it, this is actually your hypothesis. No, no, the I, Rosen I would, Huntsberger hypothesis. I think Rosen Huntsberger sounds like some sort of disease that you might get. Like, <laughs> um, it's it's a trillion. syndrome. Yeah, yeah sin- the Rosen Huntsberger syndrome. Uh, I'd seen 20 different doctors. I do wonder where that probably started, the ghosts say woo, like how yeah. far back that goes. Because I think Al's probably right. It's like, if you're trying to imagine what a ghost sounds like, it would just be the wind. So mm-hmm. what does the wind sound like through a dusty old Victorian mansion? It's woo. See, I just got a chill <laughs> thinking about that. Right. Yeah, something at the mansion makes it scarier because there's lots of different rooms that mm. bad stuff can hide in, and then there's also like lots of dust mm-hmm. you can't see. What's going on? We're losing Jeff. Is this? I was gonna say, is this Greg Fitzsimmons' fault because he did mess with the, our equipment? Oh, Damn it! Oh, he boy. did. No. Oh no! no. We, we need to hear what you're Jeff. gonna say. Can Come we, back. Can we bring yeah. this one, the mix. Oh, oh I'm putting it f- towards you either way. Oh, shoot. <laughs> All right. Um, well, just imagine something awesome, everybody. I lost my train of thought. I, I f- you know what it was? I feel like everyone wants to move on, but I'm still stuck on this. And now I forget what I was even stuck on. Well, well what would you replace it with? Like a roar. That is a legitimately scary well, sound. Well, hold on. That's too, that's too hold powerful. I'm, I'm lost. So you're trying to figure out what legitimately would be scary or what is in quotes as scary. I'm trying to figure out why that sort of minor key, like rising sca- sound that we all associate with scary. I was at, I was rinsing something out in the sink, and I thought, what if something? What if what if doom was about to head okay, my way? I, th- I think it's partially cultural and linguistic. So, like, yes. dogs don't say the same sound in every language, right? They all have like. Bow bow right. and buff buff and you know rough. Chickens right? say kiki riki. Yeah, in kiki riki, kiki riki. Right. Yeah. So they all say different things. I think it's sort of like, I don't know, maybe like Western or fifties or whatever we decided as kind of a culture that this is scary. Kind of like kids' music now 
is used in like every scary movie of like you oh, hear these right. nursery rhymes. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Those were never scary. But in this now they freak me out every time a mobile's playing for Samantha. Yeah. I'm like, I can't stop thinking about Insidious. <laughs> so now they're gonna, gonna steal a- my daughter's body. But here's a question. Do when you talk about minor key you know, if you were to hear something that's played in a minor key, like the Haunted Mansion theme, like... Yeah, see, that's creepy. Or if you were going to take, like, a happy song and make it spooky, you just, you know, you make it in a minor key. Does that apply to other cultures? Because other musical cultures are totally different and have, you know, so, like, is there something in our brain that registers minor key as off-putting? Or is it just because we're used to major keys... And so the minor key feels off. You know what I mean? That's, That's a good, good question. Yeah. That's a fair point. Should start an NPR podcast about that. <laughs> <laughs> we really should. I suspect it is arbitrary, um, and it's just cultural and sociological and anthropological and all the other logical. But have you considered that ghosts really do go, and it's not? You know, that that's just what they say. <laughs> I haven't. But all of this was on my mind because is anyone else here besides Daniel watching Handmaid's Tale? No. I am. No. Not yet. <laughs> Jeff said no. I'll just say what you were going to say, Jeff. <laughs> Whisper in my ear and all. Um, I'm watching it. Yes. I watched the first episode. So good, but so unsettling and creepy that I was like, I can't handle this. It's going to be, it's going to upset me too much. So I stopped watching, but Daniel has continued watching. I watched two episodes last night and stayed up late. So good. How much is it sitting on you? Does, I don't know if that question makes sense. Sitting on me. It's not sitting in you, unsettling sitting in you. Me? How much? Um, How much do you feel like, see, I know that if I had watched all the episodes right now, I would probably yeah. feel like, creeped out and i can't sleep and it's, blah, and woo okay it's it's really scared, good it's really <laughs> tell us about the handmaid's Ooh, tale i'll tell you all about <laughs> it it's uh first of all the director is doing unbelievable work she is like this thing is fucking so well just well created well crafted there is there's a scene in the third episode that is one of the best scenes I've ever seen in television. It gets so on your skin. It's so devastating. It really sits on you. (laughs) It sits right on you. And, um, but it's kind of slow. Like, I'm not sure everyone would love it, but it's, it's fucking excellent. Like if you, uh, like dystopian kind of, moody it's not it's sort of sci-fi but it's not like it's not like what's the uh, premise of it it's um kind of almost present day uh and there was like a terror attack where uh in quotes where like the president and congress it's kind of unclear they don't really it's it's cool because it's all seen through the point of view of people who weren't major players in all of this so you kind of don't know everything that happened but uh, a couple things are happening the Congress, they were all murdered in a terror attack, so the Constitution was suspended and it's martial law. And then at the same time, um, something's happening in the environment where women are are going infertile. are going infertile and they're not able to have babies. And so this this force of um, fanatics kind of take on. They may have been responsible for the terror attack, like it might have been. They kind of take over the country and they impose this. Uh, weird, uh, fanatical religious, uh, theocratic 
caste society. Caste society where women who are able to bear children are enslaved and basically forced to bear the children of the upper class couples who can't have children. And so, I don't know. Like, it, it, if that sounds good to you, it's really good. If it doesn't, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's a downer of a show. It's really a bummer of a show. But, um, I w- and I was expecting to think it was, oh, you know, and it, it totally got under my skin. And really, really weird because you watch it and it's kind of played as, you know, it's now. As so a comedy. Like, yeah, like, well, like, they're, you know, they're using Uber and shit. Like, and then it's, so they're trying to make it contemporary. And I'm, I'm watching all this and you see the slow creep of, of fascism, you know, in some of the flashbacks. And then I check Twitter and the first fucking story I see is like, uh, Trump is, um, was rights previous the other day was like Trump is looking to uh, uh, change the rules of the free press. Oh, I forget yeah. what the, so did you see that story for libel? Yeah, like so that. you can sue the press for libel, and I'm like, oh, that's too fucking weird. Like I can't <laughs> right now. You know, it it it, it seems to be over. Well, people are making parallels. Yeah, obviously this. But it was written in '85 by Margaret Atwood. Obviously, this is not like what's happening in our country. Yeah. Okay, but. You know, I don't think it's not not what's happened. I mean, there's definitely things that you can take away from this where you go, oh, you know, like you look at other countries where there's fascism and I'll stop talking about this. Uh, and so much of what keeps them in power, like in North Korea, for example, if you want to research North Korea, it's all about making you distrust your neighbors. It's all about making you think that your neighbor could be watching you and reporting you to the thing. So once you don't trust anybody, that keeps people like down that keeps resistance from happening and, and the way it's dramatized here is really interesting because you don't know who who you can trust and the consequences of that are really devastating it's cool it's a it's a neat show i want to report our neighbor who refuses to use a curtain and just sits there without a shirt on smoking and coughing 24 hours a day <laughs> i don't think he sleeps we have a balcony uh-huh. which we never go out on because yeah. You just look right into that guy's living room because he refuses to use a curtain. It's literally two feet away from where you're. So you're it's sitting very on the balcony. Close. You can smell his Two cigarette. feet away is like an, a giant open window, no screen. Uh-huh. So it's almost like you're sharing a balcony with him. He's like <laughs> literally like he's on his couch like, hi, how are you? You know. But he never says, hi, how are you? He just no. sits there staring straight ahead. I just, I want to gift him a curtain. I've thought about putting up a, a, a screen or something on the bed just to like block it just so it's like hey i I need at least visually to think that we're not we had we had neighbors that did that passive aggressive motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) we had neighbors when we were living in an apartment where we kind of shared like the same landing Our, our apartments didn't face each other but we shared this sort of like landing area and they moved in and put up like blinders and weird plants to block out the other buildings so they could have like this little cove to watch loud soccer games and smoke hookah. <laughs> right, like I can still fucking hear you yeah, and like, smell your shit. We hear all your friends watching loud soccer games and we can smell the hookah. It's like, it's not helping, but like you feel very private and we feel very exposed. It's that thing of like, if I can't see you, then you're not there. Yeah. Did it smell fruity? Yeah. Yeah, it was It was just, uh, it wasn't like terrible, but you just mm-hmm. go like, eh, I don't really want this. And it's like, they're, like our landing, our whole wall shared their like little cove so it's like they're talking at our outside wall you can like mm, hear it's horrible yeah it was it where was, was this this was here in la yeah huh. it's our last apartment huh oh yeah. the one you speak so highly of 
Uh, so you yeah. left negative Yelp reviews. Oh no, about? that that was the second apartment. Oh. That was like the ne- this is the one we moved up to. Right. And, uh, it was still not that great. So, um, where is Jenna? I'm realizing people are going to be like, "Where the hell?" Probably Jenna, not say that is Jenna. Uh, headlined last weekend in Utah at Wise Guys. Uh, at Wise Guys in Ogden, and it went very well. She said Saturday was like one of the best shows of her life. Like it was just that's awesome. The crowd was really good. People were awesome. She felt really comfortable on stage. Uh, and then she's just hanging out with her mom doing like a huge road trip. Uh, oh, cool. And actually, they'll be road tripping through where my parents live. Oh, cool. So we have like this colliding of universes of like her and her mom are going to be staying with my mom and dad. It's like very like our families are seeing each other. It's oh, weird. Wow. You know? I think they're going to talk about you. Uh, I'm sure they will, but uh, it'll be like weird stories that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Alan was nerdy about this and he did this and he peed in the garage and stuff like that. You peed in the garage? I did once. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to need to hear. On the floor or in a bucket? Uh, No, just out on the floor. (laughs) I was like five. And oh, like, oh. when you and, said that, I, uh, I imagined what she meant was like daily. You, that's, that's where, where I you pee. I got to pee. I was probably misleading in that regard. That's okay. Yeah. I was that's, just being obedient. My mom, I'm, I was, I'm very literal. Mm-hmm. And so I have like had to combat as an adult to not take things so literal and say like, these are the rules. You said these are the rules. So we're going to follow. Oh, them. we know the whole you know? toothbrush saga. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and she said like something like, I need to take the trash out. And I was like, but I got to go to the bathroom. And it was like, take the trash out and go to the bathroom. And so <laughs> I'm like five. So I took the trash out and I'm just like peeing in the garage for some reason. I don't remember it, but. Well, you took the trash out and you went to the bathroom. I, I did exactly as instructed. And that <laughs> story cute. becomes an embarrassing one on your part. <laughs> apparently. It apparently. sounds like if you told a robot to do that and they followed instructions, that's on you. Yeah. If you said that to a computer, <laughs> the computer would be like, listen, you told me what to do. Yeah. You know, come on. I did it exactly how you said. So. Okay, just to go back to last week, the part I can't get past is you don't want to use your electric toothbrush because <laughs> you don't want to be a slave to its beeping schedule, which I understand. Yeah. Because you are literal and you follow rules. Mm. Yes. Yeah, well, it's telling me what it's telling me. Like, so if I feel I've done a sufficient job of brushing my teeth, I'm done. And it's like, I've only vibrated once. You should right. only be a quarter of the way through. And it's like, well, screw you. I don't need the two minutes. Okay, yes. That I get all that. Yeah. But you didn't go to the dentist for eight years. Yeah. Better believe the it. The dentist lays... I mean, they definitely let you know the rules, and the rules are come twice yeah. a year. Except that when I'm there, before we get to that discussion, they go like, how long did you have braces? Your teeth are fantastic. And I go mm. like, I never had braces. Really? These are like textbook x-rays. Never? No, I never had them. I'm surprised wow. that alone doesn't make you go back more often just for that all that affirmation. I, sh- I should. They've, it's always <laughs> been the same story. But I just go like, well, then clearly what I was doing is working. Al has seen through their whole scam. He's like, I, yeah. I prove that you don't need this shit. Yeah. I, am, I, I make you feel like you're an inessential part of our society and it makes him feel bad to make them feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, I don't think, know. I, I don't think know. I like the manual <laughs> brush because I feel like I can do a better job, like more efficiently. The the automatic brush, I feel like it's wanting to stay on each tooth longer, and I'm not <laughs> getting it. Like it's like it's vibrating, so I'm running so much faster, and it's skipping teeth. Whereas like the manual one, it's like I can spend. I know my trouble spots. And I'm gonna take care of them. That's how I feel. <laughs> 
Well, where but, are your trouble spots? I'm sorry to dive so deep know, on like this. The, the back, inside, you know, those back molars, you got to sure. take care of those guys. Yeah. You know, but the front ones are tiny. You don't need to spend a lot of time on those guys. You just brush right through them. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. As promised, I'm not a morning person. I am definitely not a morning Here person. Here we go. <laughs> this is the part you've all been waiting for. We don't want people to know that there's a fast forward button. <laughs> there Are you locked in? <laughs> Here we go. In. Here we go. Whoa. Morning person. I like to stay up late. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not that sharp in the morning. For years and years and years, I stay up late. I wake up late. I also worked evenings for a long time. Uh, had my own schedule. It was not an early one. And I recognize that for a lot of people, getting up very early is just a part of life. For example, I complained once about having about not oh wanting boy. to do, yeah I remember this remember this this fiasco I didn't want to, I was interviewing Kevin Hart for a magazine Ugh. and I had been offered the time of 8:30 a.m. and I didn't particularly want to do it at 8:30 it was on a, on the phone I didn't want to do it at 8:30 a.m. cuz I knew I would not be that sharp a lot of people took a whole lot of umbrage and I don't even know what you measure umbrage in umbrellas <laughs> Yeah, 40 right. umbrellas are talking serious umbrage. 40 umbrellas of umbrage. It's, it's metric. <laughs> or it's a bridge with 40 people going, um... <laughs> there's 40 people on that umbrage. That's a lot. <laughs> it's that. Okay. The, br- the umbrage threatened to collapse <laughs> under the weight of those 40. There might have been 400. <sighs> it's hard to count. Yeah, I was really far away from the bridge. But anyway, a lot of people were were not okay with my feeling that 8.30 was too early for my creative. This is like his team? It's not ha- the magazine? Who's, who's, and oh, how no, are they giving lis- you guts? Listeners of my podcast. Oh, Every I He see. and his people were, well, I think, I can't remember when. I think I ended up doing it early. I think what it was was. Did you try to lie and say, I have another thing then. <laughs> and then in your mind, yeah. you're like, that other thing is sleep. You don't need to know that. I think I s- <laughs> Uh, I'll be sitting at the kitchen table, staring at the wall, telling myself, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when when it's that early, you have to practice talking before you get on the yeah, phone. I'm like, yeah. hey, everyone, hi. Well, you don't want it to be like, so... Right. You know. I need to have my wits about me if I'm going to conduct an interview. You need to have like eight cups of coffee and... You I've know. had three today. And I, I wanted to go for a fourth, but I just feel like that's too much. But, but I'm getting ahead of myself with this <laughs> fascinating story. It's gotten too riveting already. <laughs> so anyway, You've laid the groundwork that you don't like getting up early. Yeah. And now I'm yeah. I think I responded that 8.30 was not ideal for me. Is there any way we could do it, you know, between... And then I gave a block of time. But I left it open like that. Like, if it has to be at 8.30, I'll do it at 8.30. But is there hey, any way? But the point was... That I mentioned that you, it, you mentioned it on your show. I mentioned it on the show. Ah. His people and his team, like they don't listen or anything. Well, for all hello, I highly doubt they do though. Yeah. No, it was just the listeners felt like that. I don't know. Your Every, listeners, everyone turned on to a person, honey. Everyone turned on me. <laughs> your listeners. My, am I not making that clear? But I want to say, who listens I, to this? Like I, steel workers, people that get up really early, but, farmers. But Why I would do, they be so upset at you? you no one say, sleeps in that listens. A lot of people have jobs where they have to get up early. Early people well, took I, umbrage, but not you, dear listener. It wasn't you. <laughs> we love you. Oh, so who are these people? I feel like some of the. I love my listeners to death. I think yes. I make that clear. I feel like a fair amount of them took umbrage. Yeah, but not you listening right now. Not. 
I'm so confused. He's like speaking How did to the you individual get, okay. listener. But that How did individual you get listener. To your conclusion. I was going to take the road. I took the umbridge. <laughs> That's upset you. Made me. Okay. I don't like people sleeping in. Anyway, point is, you said this. You got a lot of shit. A lot of shit. A lot so of shit. I learned to play it close to the vest that I enjoy sleeping in. <laughs> what is this about? It's I a- think it's. I think it's twofold. Okay. One, you're interviewing a celebrity. So people would go like, well, I'd get up at 8.30 for that. Yeah. That's You're used to it. Yeah. But speaking as someone who is not in the limelight, I don't wish to be famous. I don't want to be. In any, like, I would go like, that's really cool. I'd be excited. Like, no way. I'd get up at that time. The other deal is. You can follow Al at the hashtag. <laughs> I the hashtag. Don't follow me. I rarely tweet. <laughs> I just retweet. Uh, and I you also, like tweets. I like oh yeah yeah if you're looking for a like swing on by yeah you're collecting to, if you're collecting yeah, likes I'm happy to throw he a gives them out away. freely yeah, what are the hearts I can do those um, and then I think there's also the side of like a lot of people have to show up at work at a specific mm-hmm. time they don't have any flexibility and so when someone balks at like an early when start time that's where that I hatred comes from it's from that like we're all supposed to get yeah. up we're all supposed to pile into these cubicles go fuck yourself someone <laughs> has figured out how to like. Play yeah. it a little looser. You well, should celebrate I, that. I had, but then I had a child. <laughs> I did not realize that once you have a kid for the first, I don't know how many years. I'm hoping it's just one. Just kidding. I suspect it's, I suspect it's the rest of my life. 16. till I die from fatigue. Um, <laughs> yeah, for the, when you have a kid, you can no longer sleep in the morning unless, I, I don't know. I think it's, it, at not finishing sentences this is what happens to me. At the mommy and me class, the teacher said that most kids eventually get onto a schedule where they go to sleep at seven and they get up at seven. And she's like, I don't know why Fuck that's just, that. <laughs> you're not, you're doesn't not even matter. talking into the microphone anymore. It doesn't Daniel. matter how late they stay up. They get up at seven. Yeah. That's just what they do. So Ugh. Daniel, so you, you got to join the show. Ugh. Come back. You can wear them out all you want. Seven. They still get up. At, that's also up at what she said. Regardless yeah. of what time they go to bed, they just tend to get up at seven. Mm. Sort of like a hamster. They're just no awake at night. Is it a rooster thing and all that? I mean, are we really oh, maybe wired up to like by our nature wake up kind of as the sun is coming up and we've just trained ourselves like how great it is to sleep? Is that what's going I, on? I don't know. I think it's an age thing because I, I heard this whole thing about um, this research they did on... Uh, morning people versus night people or you know night owls versus early birds mm-hmm. and they they f- it changes through the course of your life first of all like at some points in your life but then it actually is true that some people have different circadian rhythms and some mm-hmm. people do and it can be genetic so but some people are more awake in the evening and some people are more awake in the early morning and and on, we live in a society that's so geared around morning that it's harder. This is a harder society for people who are night people because mm-hmm. you're always going to be sluggish and tired in the mornings. Um, so I just would say to the people that were criticizing you, Allison, it's like you never get sleep. You so you're you're like you're mm-hmm. up late, but then you're up throughout the night, barely sleeping anyway. So so part the of old, it is old me was there's a there's a <laughs> there's evening people, there's morning people, and then, and then there's, there's insomnia. There's never yeah. people. <laughs> And those are the people that get addicted to clonopin. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I was asking Daniel about clonopin last night. I haven't actually taken it. I probably won't. It stays in your system for way too long. Anyway, um, okay. So for I've been sort of trying to fight this like 
Elliot gets up at seven thing by thinking, well, I'll just get up early with him, feed him till he gets tired again and then put him down for like, basically, I've been trying to somehow get up at nine, even though I'm up a bazillion times between the hours of, I don't know, probably at that point. Well, I think very early to nine, but like being like, oh, if only I could get just a little more sleep or like coming out to the living room and putting him in a swing and trying to just get like 10 more minutes on the couch and all of that. I realized this is insane. I need to just get myself onto a schedule where I get up at. In reality, it's been like seven for the days that I've been doing it, but I want to just get up at six and be up for the rest of the day. And in order to do that, I need to go to bed really early. So this is now I'd say day three or four of it. And it's going pretty well, except that I feel insane right now. And I did need that fourth cup of coffee and I didn't have it. And I am finding that I'm fading pretty early but for the first few hours that I'm awake, I definitely feel on top of the world. I think you can totally do it. I think that because um, you naturally fall asleep around 10-ish anyway, 11. At Wait, was in the old days I did that too? Yeah, always. Like That's why it takes us so fucking long to get through TV series because it's like <laughs> you fall asleep. But we, we don't sit down to watch TV till 10 and it's like I've been trying to force her to watch Twin Peaks so that I can have someone to watch the new season with. And... <laughs> It's just like 10 minutes. It, it takes us a month to watch an episode. Um, so I would say the idea of going to bed at 10, that's going to be easier for you than me because I catch a fucking second wind at 11 and I'm like, up till three. I'm like ready to rock and roll. Like I'm ready yes. to do projects and just it's hard for me to fall asleep. Uh, and if you took a nap, if you could figure out how to take naps, you know, around one ish, like a 20 minute nap. You'd be golden. Yeah. I don't think 20 minutes would do en- enough. 20 minutes would be perfect. I think night people are maybe a little nicer because I don't think what you just said is going to frustrate them. Like, you can't stay up late. Oh, I'm, gonna f- I'm on the up bridge. I don't think that'll happen at all. <laughs> I don't think that happens. I don't I, th- I, I think you might be right. De- definitely night people are better than morning people. <laughs> it's interesting, though. <laughs> but you run the risk of potentially ruffling both of their feathers, which is like a sweet combo. I'm too tired to care. <laughs> I think I might be turning into a morning person because I, I now that I'm committing to this schedule, I have been sleeping well. Like I go to I. This is three days in, though. Yeah, it might be four. I've lost track of time. Okay. Um, I try to get to bed at ten. In reality, I get to bed like eleven, eleven thirty. Get up six or seven. Get up multiple times in the night just because I don't sleep well. But I feel like I'm sleeping better than usual. Can I tell you, there's nothing more glorious, (laughs) no more glorious feeling than being asleep and hearing that. And going, fucking hell, please, dear Jesus, go back to sleep. And then looking at the, and it just keeps going. You're like, he's he's fussing. It's time. And you look at the clock, 640. Your turn, bitch. I am going to go back to sleep. Because <laughs> you have dedicated yourself to waking up. <laughs> so then you do? Is this working out? Like, so you good. Get it's up? So, yeah. It's the best. <laughs> did that happen this morning? Oh, that did happen this yeah. morning. Oh. Well, wait, there- t- wait a minute. I didn't say your turn, bitch. I <laughs> no, said, you didn't. It sounds super healthy, whatever it is. That's <laughs> very good. Well, I'm getting up with him before that. It's true. So if it's 4 a.m., it's me. So it's, yeah. This is, you know, they say like you find religion in the, in the trenches. I find religion at 4.30 when it's like 
dear God, please make him go back to sleep. <laughs> is this responsibility chart sort of like neon? I mean, how are you seeing this when you, you just look at the clock and both of you know, like, 3.30, that's me. You have to sort of work it, it what, out. What was happening? Otherwise, it, otherwise, it's a game of chicken. Who can pretend to be asleep the longest? <laughs> we were just trading off. <laughs> right, Al? You know what I'm talking about. Come on. I am aware of this tactic. <laughs> we... And I was just in a deep sleep, honey. I didn't hear him at all. I don't know what you're talking and about. And he sleeps on my side of the bed. Not in the bed, not, but in a bassinet next to me. Not me, the baby. And, I, and I'm a light sleeper and Daniel's a heavy sleeper. So it's believable that he wouldn't hear him. However, since new me arrived on the scene, early morning me, um, someone just jumped off the umbrage. <laughs> <laughs> since early morning me arrived. I've been sleeping much more soundly, which is weird. And Daniel's had to nudge me to tell me it's my turn, bitch. Yeah, things have, things have really <laughs> what turned. What do you say to him? I say he's beginning to fuss. Hey, hey, can you? It's your turn. He's beginning to fuss. I, no, I'm never, I don't actually use the words your turn, except yeah, what do you, you said, is it my turn? And I said, yes. Yes. Yeah. But you would, yeah, you'd just kind of go, he's, he's, I mean, I knew what you were getting at. It's not really... You didn't have to say more than that. Right. So now the way we do it is Daniel feeds Elliot before he goes to sleep at like one. And then Elliot usually sleeps again till like five. And then Daniel feeds him again then, or 5.30. He was doing like one thirty to 5.30. And then the next time he wakes up, I get up and take him from there. Because then at like 5.30, he doesn't sleep for that, that long Ish. after that. Yeah. It shifts. Um. So wait, did I tell you that from now on I'm getting up at 6 or I'm getting up at 7? Because when you rustled me at 6.45, it was painful, but I, but acceptable. I you said, no, I thought you said 6. I think I did say that. I wish I had said 7. Oh, you're going full tilt in the morning person. Not like a scaled back, like 8.30. That, I mean, right into 6 a.m. I, I just ripping the Band-Aid off. Well... I wanted I, I wanted to do 7, necessary, though. but 7, seven When I woke up at 7.10... And that was not an alarm. It was just my baby. When I woke up at 7.10, I like sprang out of bed. Like I feel fully rested. I'm ready to face the day. 6.45 was hard. Once again, those people are going to be very angry at me. It was a little difficult. I think the issue for... It was 6.40. The the issue for me is just like I'll get up with him in the middle of the night if he goes back to sleep. That's fine. I'll, I'll get up, change his diaper, feed him. If he goes back to sleep, then I can go back to sleep. But that time, 6.30... He's up for the day. So mm-hmm. I can't like make him go back to sleep. So if I'm getting up with him then, then I'm up. And he and, doesn't want to be up because he's not a morning person. Well, mm-hmm. no, but usually I've gone to bed late and I have to go to work. So I'm trying to get a, a little bit more sleep. Yeah. So we'll see how this works. If uh you read in the news that there was a disaster, uh I don't know what I'm saying. Whatever you're saying was headed towards something really dark. Ooh. It was, and I stopped myself. <laughs> I know. Do you have... Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I saw the paper up. I apologize. Oh. What paper? I don't know what you're talking about, but I do know that all of this probably makes Daniel want to hop on a plane or go on a road trip and just get away from it all. And you yeah. know, <laughs> You know what you should use if you're going to do that? A piece of luggage from away. You know that awesome suitcase I have that has the wheels that spin all, all the way around and has the charging port on the suitcase? So, so you don't that, have to fight for the charge? That's right. You don't have to do that thing where airport. you're like, where you th- hurl yourself across time and space to plug 
your you're, phone in when you're and you don't have to fight over the one outlet. Yeah, or you're sitting on the floor at Chili's too, so you can steal the outlet near the busing station. Is there a Chili's too? Chili's to go. To go. I did yeah. not know that. No, you just charge it right on your suitcase. The carry-on is able to charge all cell phones, tablets, e-readers, and anything else that's powered by a USB cord. A single charge of the Away carry-on will charge your phone five times. Um, they're awesome, strong, super stylish suitcases. Uh, there's the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, medium and large. Those are the four different sizes that it comes in. And all suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate, unrivaled in strength and impact resistance, and yet very lightweight. And um, there's all sorts of like cool features, like a removable washable laundry bag that keeps dirty clothes separate from clean. The interior features a patent-pending compression system, which is helpful for overpackers. Uh, and the size is compliant with all major airlines while maximizing the amount you can pack. Lifetime warranty, if anything breaks, they replace it or fix it uh, for you for life. And 100-day trial. So live with it. See if you like it. Um, and if at any point you decide it's not for you, you can return for a full refund. No questions asked. So for $20 off your order, visit awaytravel.com slash BFF. Again, that's awaytravel.com slash BFF. And use the promo code BFF during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash BFF. And the promo code BFF for $20 off your order. Okay, yes, you were going to say something, David. Yeah, what was the promo code? BFF? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was going to ask... Do you envision yourself in, uh, say, six or seven years being well no. adept at this, <laughs> like being alive uh, and like having those cool like mom before school with son moments? Like, does that like inspire you at all during this period? We're like, oh, this is brutal. But now when it's time, like, oh, I'm not tired and I can like hang out with you, help you, whatever, finish up your homework or work on something or just hear a story or those I things sound ha- fun. Wait, that's a thing people do? <clears throat> Have you seen? Sitcoms? I remember, yeah. Like I remember, my mom kind of liked getting up early, and it. Well, I was glad. Like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I think that's a good a good time during the day where like you can head out into the day without everyone just being all like, you know, they're like in a bathrobe racing. Like, come on, you gotta be late for the bus. Get out of here. I just got up. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a surplus of time in the like. Everything is always always feels rushed in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I know that's something that always seems so phony about sitcoms, the idea that everyone's like coming in the friend's apartment, coming over and having breakfast and drinking Monica's coffee or whatever before (laughs) they go to work. How early are these people getting up? Yet on TV shows, there's always a lot of TV shows and your life, David, a lot of activity (laughs) in the morning. How early were you people getting up? You people. Yeah. (laughs) We were probably, um, I mean, not insanely early or like way before the bus, but I I would imagine there's 10 or 15 minutes where you could like, and it was a long, there's just sagebrush and a long road, so you could see the bus coming. So we'd usually, uh, yeah, like 10 minutes to just kind of eat cereal and hang out. It wasn't. I can do 10. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was like you wake up and then people bathe in some degree and put on clothes. And so like you're all up and you can hear each other, but didn't just have to just have 10 minutes where like we're all ready. It was nice. Like, what are I, the different degrees of bathing? Like, you might wash your hair or you might not? Yeah, like someone, say, that took a bath or something the night before. Oh, okay. My sister would do that. Maybe the next day, then she would just kind of splash her face or something. Well, see, that that is part... I really need a whiteboard to rearrange my life in this fashion. 
because it's all about time management. And I, th- I know I might have to enlist Al. Uh, I, I can guy. help do the work break. I structure. think we nice. can, if I could that. get to showering at night, the numbers. Uh-huh. then that would really open up a lot of opportunity <laughs> for maximizing in the morning. Because today I showered at 830 and there's between like 830 and I don't know when, which is when I finished blow drying my hair that's i showered in that fashion so the, the full the full shower <laughs> wash my hair blow dry my hair but i could have done a lot of other stuff with that time i was like this is not the right this was not the right use of my time this morning morning the morning's the best if you can do it like i always wished that i could be that person that got up super early because i think my mind is clearer if i can do it there's you you feel like no you're one's going to be. Stuff. Yeah. No one is going to be asking for your time, you know. So you, it's like uninterrupted. Like it's good creative time. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to for me to go to sleep, and then it's just like hard to get on that schedule. But I feel like Al, your mom is the kind of mom that got up early and took care of the kids before, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, she would get up with us and make sure, like we we all saw each other before we left for the day. But we also went to church every morning before school. Every morning? Every single How early would you go? Yeah. Uh, we call it seminary. And oh. for, when you go to, for the high school age kids, you go for an hour Jeez. to like, basically it's like Bible study uh, wow. before school. Wait, so, so that must have been super early then, huh? Yeah. So we would start at about 5.55, oh. 6.05, somewhere in there. And then we'd finish about 6.45, 6.55, and then school started at 7.20. You're never going to recruit me into any religion with that <clears throat> schedule. It's, it's, it's not like, religion. Yeah, it's you, not obligatory. <laughs> you can still go to heaven even if you don't go to seminary <laughs> okay, in the good, morning. Good. But, all right, uh, all right. You're still, it's still open now. Wait, you so know, what time did you wake up? I would usually get up uh, like at 5.30 or 5.15. And if you're honest, <laughs> was there ever a time where you were like, Oh Jesus! <laughs> like, Questioning well, your would, faith. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you're, you're doing this to me, Jesus. Why? I wouldn't say that, but yeah, I mean, it was tough to to get up in the morning. But that's why I would be more strict on the bedtime than I would on like, yeah. oh, I'm getting up and so tired. It's more of like, if I don't go to, if I'm not asleep by ten mm-hmm. tomorrow morning, is going to be really tough. That's yeah. what I'm realizing. That's it the, all ha- it all comes. It's all about back the bedtime. bedtime. But to yeah. answer your question, David. No, this was not inspired by wanting to have good moments with my kid when he goes to school because I can't even <laughs> like it's news it's to me that away. one day that's going to happen. I mean, I've been thinking about that lately. Like, oh, eventually he'll go to school and then I'll have all that time. What am I going to do? He doesn't have that to go time? to school. Well, hopefully he will. Um, no, this is simply just because I'm trying to make my life less painful. Yeah, and this and if I could just be up with him, it would just be so much easier. I'm just trying to trying to go with the flow I, I, here. Yeah. My personal feeling is it's very possible. You can still be a night person or a morning person and function because you did it when you li- when you lived on the East Coast. When you got up at 10 a.m. on the East Coast at 7 a.m. West Coast, right? I should just go there for a while so and think then come like, back. Because that's yeah. what I always go like when people say, I just couldn't possibly get up at 6. It's like, yeah, but you live in New York. That's 6 a.m. California time. The key is... It's the same thing. The key is blackout <laughs> curtains. Then your body doesn't have any idea what time it is. Yeah, I was actually planning on trying to become to get up earlier. So I started getting up a little earlier before my East Coast trip, and then I was reset for the East Coast, and then I kind of kept it coming back. I actually used the jet lag in my favor. To oh, get up how'd you know the mic Look was fixed without any sound checks, dude? Because I'm a man with a plan. Professional, he has got it. He is a professional. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> 
So you're like using you're using nice the jet work. lag as like a slingshot, exactly, yeah. to mm-hmm. make me too smart. And I wouldn't say that I'm a morning person yet, but I would say that I've been getting up earlier because of that. Like, what time are you getting up? S- between seven and seven thirty. And I didn't used to get up until eight thirty or nine before. And I-, I feel better. Here's why I feel better is because when I wake up, and my day is my own. I work for myself, so I don't have to be anywhere at 9 o'clock in the morning. But irregardless, when I look at that clock and it says 9 o'clock, if I'm not ready to work, I feel like I'm behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before, and I, the same thing, before, of working for myself, um, and always feeling like, fuck, I, it's so late. Either I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I should be getting more done. But now, when I look at the clock and it's like, 10 something and I've been up for hours and I want to die. I feel so great. (laughs) (laughs) But, and also, also today I got to send an email before 8 a.m., which is like a real fuck you. I don't know why it is, but because it's not really, but it feels like it. Oh, aren't you working this early? Yeah. I am. Now I'm finally, I understand how it is that people can send emails that early because before I was like, Wow. Like I would be get it receiving an email and while well, I was still in bed. Like this yeah. person said that at seven. What is going on? If I'm up super early for whatever reason, I try to send work emails. Just so that they can see the time stamp and go, that motherfucker's up at five. Send emails. God damn. You guys. I have something to talk about. I wish there was a woman at the table aside from me to to bond over this. Just go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you about Lola and their first period kit. So Lola, I've talked about them on the show before. Wow, They're- guys. <laughs> uh, they are, uh, they send um, supplies you need for your period every month. But they now have this thing, uh, which is the- called the first period kit. And it's awesome. I was looking at it and I was thinking, I really wish when I got my first period a million years ago, I really wish there was something like this and I wish my mom had given this to me as opposed to what she did, which said, which is she handed me two books and then she was out of there. Oh, I did not get what I needed. But this first period kit gives you everything you need. Um, it's an assortment of products in order to find out what works the best for you. So you get total peace of mind about the products your daughter is using by starting her on natural products from her very first period. With Lola, there are no mystery ingredients or confusion about what's in your feminine care products. So it's great because when you first get your period, there's a you don't exactly know. I I remember. Now I'm telling you guys way too much info, but I'm going to because that's what I do. When I got my first period, I really wanted my period because to me that signified that I was growing up. And then when I got it, I was like, oh, I never even occurred to me, this isn't just a one-day thing. Like, this isn't just a one, one-time one thing. This is something that now you have to handle for however many days your period first period lasts. And... I don't roll with the punch as well, and I'm not particularly flexible or adaptive, and I was miserable because I didn't, I was just like, I don't, I don't want this thing. I don't know how to deal with it. Um, so I think it's awesome that a company is coming out with something to sort of help you through that transition through that first period. Um, so it's great. There's a, an assortment of different uh, things. There's tampons, there's pads of various absorbency in the first period kit. Um, it's got day pads, night pads, liners, and light tampons. And it comes with a really cool pouch for storing the products and stickers to mark her cycle in your calendar. Um, so it's, it's awesome. And it also, uh, the kit includes $5 
a $5 Lola credit to use toward a monthly Lola delivery once she's figured out which products work for her. So for $10 off your first Lola purchase of a first period kit or a subscription, visit mylola, M-Y-L-O-L-A dot com. Again, that's mylola, M-Y-L-O-L-A dot com and enter BFF at checkout. That's mylola.com, code BFF for $10 off your first purchase. Okay. All right. I'm going to go round up the guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come back, they're, they're you guys. They're hiding in the other room. <laughs> it, if you're a guy, you can still buy that. You can. Be a cool move for like a single dad. Oh, super cool. Yeah. I hope that was who was listening. Is like, I'm doing it. Would yeah. that be cool or would that be very uncomfortable for the girl if your dad bought that for you? Oh, I It'd mean, be kind of necessary. It yeah. depend on the dad as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome well, dad. is there a mom in the picture? I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be. She's living in Tampa with her new boyfriend, Mark. Well, then. First of all, I hate that guy. <laughs> um, I think it's incumbent on him to help her through this situation, and I think that it would be understanding and thoughtful of him to do that for her. I agree. Because how else? How else is she going to deal with this? It's a whole thing, and we don't need to stigmatize these things. Heck, it's I actually, to be honest, there's a number of life transitions that I was imagining helping my daughter through. When I found out I was having a son, I'm like, well, there goes that dream. Yep. You're going to have to help him through whatever boys go through. Teach him to catch football, throw football. That's about it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's so much left. And there's our problems with society. <laughs> <laughs> we have yeah, an iTunes know. comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them because she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Josh Heinzelman by J Heinz eighty one, the absolute best podcast I have ever listened to. I love the guests, and Allison is great. The Thursday shows are great to listen to when I commute, and I like to smoke a bowl of the green stuff and listen to the interview shows on my back patio. It's my favorite thing to do after work. LOL. Keep up the good work, homies. At Tom Brader eighty one. Thank you for that nice comment. I like the idea that people are getting stoned. Did you want to see this? No, I, I didn't oh, know oh, you guys were going to make the reach, and I, I felt see. like a real jerk, just like, they'll get it. Doing the relay from the infield. <laughs> yeah, I could have. Um, yeah, so I like the idea that people are getting stoned and listening to my podcast. Maybe that'll be my new thing. Just I'll don't... be like another Doug Benson, only I probably won't get high, but you know, I appeal to stoners. talk them through it. Hey, how's that porch treating you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. I like how Al makes the LOL sound sarcastic. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that nice comment. Germanic sounding name guy, Heinzelman. Heinzelman, Heinzelman. Um, if you would like to leave us a nice comment, really any kind of comment, but nice is just my favorite. Do that. iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go to subscribe. Also where you go to leave comments. And by the way, I know that this segment is very self-congratulatory and self-aggrandizing. That's what's so great about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, click the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Buy some of um, David's albums. Oh, yeah. That'd you be have wonderful. a bunch of albums yeah, on there, don't you? Yeah, a few of them on there now, yeah. Explosion Land. <clears throat> Explosion Land's um, the most like uh, sciencey, mm-hmm. like going through the universe and all that stuff. 
Um, what, uh, let me just take a moment. The Please. other day I had to, uh, so I'm signing up for the, I'm doing the Edinburgh Fringe Festival mm-hmm. in um, August and they asked like for reviews and I clicked in like Huntsberger review or something like, and it brought me to this Amazon page for my first album. It's really like an EP. It was recorded in one setting. They told me like an hour ahead of time, like we record sets here. I was just starting to do the road. So, and I liked the material. I think the CD is fine. Uh, but this guy reviewed it and gave it one star oh. and just hated it. So I was like, who's this guy? I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> and then he was reviewing all these things that were just hilarious. I was like, oh, I'm glad I don't appeal to this dude. He had given a one-star review to a dog chew toy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, I feel fine about this. Well, what, what were his qualms with the dog chew toy? No taste. Didn't appeal to my dog. No flavor. I even rubbed peanut butter on it. Zero <laughs> stars if I could or something like that. And I was like, I hate this guy. I hate him so much. And um, he tasted uh, the dog toy. <laughs> no, his dog, like he got, he pulled it out of the plastic and like, come on. And then the dog was like, I'm all right. <laughs> and then he was like, you, you've got to chew on it. I bought this for you and rub peanut butter on it. No dice. Once again, threw it away. What a waste of money. Now to my review. <laughs> That's the best when there are bad pet product reviews, especially for cats, for toys. People are like, this toy is terrible. My cat would be it's like, cats are notoriously capricious about what they find amusing. Like, right. how can you possibly blame the toy? <laughs> yeah. On iTunes, it used to be that you could click on the name of the person who left the review and see all the other kinds of reviews they've written mm-hmm. and for some reason i'm not able to do that anymore i don't know if it's just my just i think that's me the or only everyone. time in my life i have looked at any I, i've known since the the internet started becoming more invasive in our lives like this can never lead to anything good right even if you read one good like i'll read one more like i knew it was gonna be <laughs> bad but i just happened to catch that one and was like all the all the very predictable emotions came out. All the most primitive, right. like me, like, oh, I hit this stupid, why? And then, <laughs> <laughs> then I calmed myself down. But yeah, yeah lots of albums on there. Yeah, buy you. all those albums, even that, <laughs> that, that terrible one star. I, if you get Hello Robot and you really think it's one star, you can give it that. I think it's better than that. I think you'll enjoy some of the bits on it. I bet it's five star. <laughs> Thank you. I hope so. Are there five stars on Amazon or four? Just I don't know. Five. Hmm. I feel like five. I think five, yeah. It's six you- star. <laughs> it's all the stars plus one. So do that on Amazon. Click through my banner, AllisonRosen.com. Thank you for your Amazon support. Also, I'm on Patreon. Patreon.com slash AllisonRosen is where you go for that. Uh, there's uh, all different reward levels. You can get extra bonus episodes every month. When I say extra bonus episodes, it makes it sound like in addition to the bonus episodes you're already getting, which is truly disingenuous because you aren't getting any bonus episodes unless you're a Patreon subscriber at that level. And then you are getting bonus episodes just had jeff fox on the show what find out more about the man behind the drops a <laughs> lot of lot of info about Thank drops you. crowd pleaser <laughs> yeah people loved it thank you the story alone about the how you got that mic going again without <laughs> even moving anything it, people are going to want to hear i it. too am wondering that yeah i, I did, know i did move stuff i fiddled with stuff but still subtle. you didn't like i could tell I can tell it was working. I have my secret way. We'll save it for the bonus episode, but I'm so intrigued. Yeah, I'll be be explaining that on a future bonus episode. Big tease. Because initially, just to go behind the curtain a little bit, you were doing standard like 
not blowing on it, but like, well, maybe if I wiggle it a little, and it, was, <laughs> it wasn't working. I wiggled the, the mic plug, and it worked the first time, and then it didn't work the second time. Oh, man. So then I had to move on to other things. This is some real root cause analysis. Exactly. Huh? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. It's, Alan. It's as if I've done this before. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But still, so cagey about your secret method. And I know it's <laughs> killing you. I mean, I'm content to let it continue killing me so that people will um, subscribe, subscribe <laughs> for the future episode where we, where we find out the big reveal. <laughs> Alan Moss on an upcoming episode. I just locked that in today, you guys. That's right. How'd you score that interview? I just asked. It turns out you, know, you yeah, just have you, to ask. All you have to do. That's right. That's all it takes with me. Jenna Depends on what kind on, of back leader you are. <laughs> Jenna has been on bonus episodes. They're all really fun. Uh, also, other levels, you, level where you get stuff in the mail, video stream. Go to patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. For that, let's do... What do you think I'm going to say? Uh, Coke? Just me or everyone. <laughs> oh. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought of. They just don't tell you that once you have a kid, you're going to have to become a morning person. They tell you you're never going to sleep at the beginning, but they don't tell you about this morning person thing. And yet this is, I feel like it's like I went to a movie and I didn't read reviews ahead of time. And then they locked the doors. That's a terrible analogy. Yeah. You can't escape. It's a terrible analogy. I also have to argue that until you have a kid, you don't listen to anyone Who's telling you? And it's not that you don't listen; it's that you don't hear it. Like it yes. doesn't internalize. It doesn't apply to yes, because people would tell me and like, but it's going to be like this. It's going to be really tough. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. I got it. I got it. And then you go like, how come no one told me? And they're yes, like, that's what I was trying to tell you. That's it really all so many cliches become true, and then yeah. you're like, oh, I've turned into a trite cliche. Yes, but really, nothing prepares you. <laughs> I feel like that's the saddest part about becoming an adult is that people tell you, so when you get to this age, this is going to happen. You go, not me. I'm going to live forever. I'm going to be a teenage. kid forever. I'm always going to watch <laughs> cartoons and play. Yeah. And then you start doing all of them exactly what they say and as you approach, yeah, 30, your metabolism, you're like, nah, and then it happens. And so now like any nugget from an older person, I go, oh, damn it. And I just prepare myself. <laughs> right. I don't give it any level of like childlike punk rock, rebellious sort of, ah, I'll show you. I have I boxes just... full of catheters ready to go. <laughs> Sarah says, I feel like my fuel economy increases after I wash my car. It's been a long time. Well, yeah. That's absurd. There is a weird thing. Like psychologically, I feel like my car runs better when it's clean. <laughs> It's stupid, but yeah. Does it come from like a molecular, like, well, we're all atoms and it has a frequency and a harmony and as you're better to it, it's then it wants to... It's the same thinking of like how Olympic swimmers will shave all their body hair off, like even on their arms. You know, the the car just a little bit more. But do you talk to your car? You're like, nice work. Things like that. Is there any sort of an anthropomorphizing of it? Uh yes no no I don't yeah I know people who do that like I named name my cars. first car yeah. really and then that when you put in like better gas or wash then it would make sense like well, Cindy's really feeling good so she's, <laughs> well yeah. her name was Bernice <laughs> and I felt terrible when I ran into a pole oh yeah I saw a hit and run today on the freeway this guy I was it was one of those um, on ramps to the freeway where you've got two cars side by side. And it's green light, and you're like, okay, who's going to be the one, you know, that goes? And the Was and there's both of them. Well, no, no, we're not there yet, honey. <laughs> um, strap in. 
No, it's not that good. So, anyway, the, the, the guy next to me to my left was in this minivan, and he just like gunned it in a weird way that you don't really need to do. And I'm like, okay, buddy, I was not going to like try to get in front of you. So he gets in front of me. I'm like, okay, that guy's an asshole. Steer clear. And maybe half a mile up the freeway, he slams into the back of another van. Like oh he just God. does it and he just bam. And so the van in front of him starts to pull. And this is bumper to bumper on the 10. He, he starts to pull to the right. Like, okay, all right, fuck. We're going to do this. And the guy behind him, the guy that I was, you know, he just like guns it after the guy goes to the right. But it was bumper to bumper. <laughs> You're not going to fucking go anywhere, asshole. Like he thought he was going to have a clear lane right in front of him. There's just another fucking car. So he goes, and then, ah. And so then the van he hit is like, motherfucker. And like <laughs> pulls up right behind him and is like right on his ass for, I, and, but, and then I lost him. But you know, you could see him like getting the license plate yeah. down. And I kept wow. thinking like, what do you do in that circumstance? Do you call the police and, and be like, this guy hit me and here's his license plate number? Because I feel Definitely. like, yeah. but I feel like the LAPD would be like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm writing it down here with my invisible ink. Yeah. You know? We'll see you in yeah. 45 minutes. Where are you going to be in 45 yeah. minutes? They Still eventually the perhaps solve it though. But yeah, one time it, I was, this is so strange. I was closing my trunk and right as my <laughs> trunk closed, there was an accident. And I, it took me a second. Like, what? <laughs> I am a superpower. <laughs> yeah. And I turn around, and this both cars were just kind of creeping in the direction they had been going. It was just like a standard T bone. And as soon as the one in front cleared the way, I was kind of walking over there. Some other neighbors were kind of walking. Like, what? Someone's going to get out of their car eventually. The the car facing away from me its bumper was like hanging off the front of it and it just took off <laughs> and so i was like no I, I was so mad that i didn't take a photograph of the so i got i called the cops right away and was like and i could see a guy down the street and i was like trying to wave to him but he thought right. i was just waving, what, waving? yeah what's the universe he's like hi <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm like pointing <laughs> nothing happening so i got on the phone with the cops and it was near uh, like the Wilcox police station. So it wasn't that far away where I was like, there, there's a car going, it, it did this, it looks like this. And right. the person could not have given less of a shit. Like, all right, we'll put the word out to some of our units if there's any. I'm like, it's turning left on this street. It's going, there's got to be someone in the area. It's bumpers hanging off. All right, yep, well, put the word out. Good luck. They could not have cared. So in that case, when you didn't have a license plate number, it's like, what are they going to do? Call the, the chopper, you know, and hunt them down. Yeah. But it's like, if you have a license plate number, are they going to then you know go okay we'll give that to the detectives and they're gonna like put it in the system and find the guy and then knock on his door and mm -hmm. like what happens at that point what is the expectation especially if there's no one hurt and it's just like ah, the guy's back bumper is dented you know mm -hmm. i got hit by a car riding my bike got the description of the car description of the person driving it wrote down the license plate number had a witness that was sitting at a bus station saw the whole thing or bus stop that saw the whole thing Gave the information to the police when they showed up 55 minutes later, and the cops did exactly nothing. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. They did nothing. And you were, like, really it, hurt, right? Yeah. I think yeah. it might, may depend, too, on your insurance company as well, right? Because I think your insurance company... I mean, I think you'd have more luck with your insurance can, company. Can right. Well, that's, harder on that. That's what I had to do is hire a lawyer, and they yeah. basically went and investigated, but the cops yeah. could not be bothered to investigate it's it. Almost, and, I, and I said to the guy, I was like, I called the station and say, like, oh, did you run the plate and go to the person's house or whatever and even find them and the guy was like, ah, you know, that a lot of things happened that day. And I was like, oh, Jeez. thanks. Uh, oh, a lot man. of it has to do with how, how populated your city is. Because like the city yeah. I grew up in outside of Chicago, cops had nothing to do. 
So they came to my house once right. looking for my younger brother because some concerned person said he was driving too fast right. and wanted to give him a ticket. And it was like... In a city like okay. L.A. where yeah. the police don't it's have enough money to hire enough police officers, so they're just not going to... They have to prioritize. You're not going to get that. But it's like ideally you'd want... You know, you have the the homicide detectives, you know, and you have the traffic cops. You need the like petty bullshit department you know what i mean like <laughs> yes. just a yeah. force of police that are ready for like the stupid things people want them to you know it's to like control. i heard a noise outside it's someone's cat is trying to like shit in my yard and they're like on it you know <laughs> this conversation is circling around so many things that have been going on in my life like not only my one star album hello robot i there was a bit kind of about karma and like that was like if people really believed in karma, they would say like, oh, I broke my arm. Like, be a better person. That's strange. <laughs> That's on that album. Go get it on Amazon. There's a joke about, but more than that about the karma was like, there's this idea that like we should be able to focus all of our negative energy. Like when that asshole person, when everyone's lined up in the morning to go to work and they zoom over into the right lane, that's right. Yeah. Turn and zoom past everyone. So I was in an accident like two months ago by that dude. I was turning left. He was screaming up in the bus lane. I got photographs of like a huge sign saying bus lane only. And he hit me going past through a right turn. So I'm furious about that. And then like, like, wait, you, sorry. I have no sense of direction. Left and right baffle me. Okay. So I'm awful with a map. You were turning left and he was coming up on your right. My front right. So I was turning kind of like we were going in opposite directions. Oh, that's and then the part I was of the turning, story. Okay. Yeah. Got and it. so both the other drivers in the other lanes had been like, you're good, man. Come on through. Because we're not in the bus lane. Oh, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. I'm always like worried about that. Yeah. And and I am too. I'm usually very cautious, especially because of that joke. So then that guy hit me. <laughs> and like trying to get the cops there. There was like um, yeah. some sort of like person on a bicycle, like service or safety person. Like, hey, hey, can you come over here? Like, I can't do anything. Can you call the cops? Like, they won't come. Right. Then a cop drove by and we were like, hey, can you do like, I can't. I have an inmate. I got to go. So then right. they left. It was so baffling where I was like, really should have just pretended I had an injury because that's the, the, the only way they said like a cop would show up at the mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. But the lack of justice, you guys. The petty bullshit department, I would have filled them up. And like <laughs> the petty bullshit department, they don't like deal with courts and shit. It's mm-hmm. not like Mm-mm. regular law enforcement. It's, it's like just more like, they just like, they just make you feel bad about what you did. Yeah. You know, so it's like some asshole's been tailgating me. You know, you call them, they show up and they're like, or they're like calling the guy's mom and like, yeah, you know, do you know that your son <laughs> is tailgating? Is this who you like raised that? him to be? Yeah. That would be good. You're better than this young man. I think there'd be a lot of that. <laughs> you know what I've noticed about karma? And I usually see this on Instagram posts that have some kind of quote involving karma, which is a lot of people will say these, real, like they'll put like a whole passive aggressive caption about like, I would never wish ill on anyone, but I just know that karma's a bitch and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you, that's actually like hoping that karma takes care of someone is wishing ill on someone. Yeah, totally. You cannot maintain both at the same time. You can't be like, I'm a great person. I don't want revenge, but karma's a bitch. Yeah. They're no, the I'm same all thing. For ishing, wishing ill will. And that, yeah, and that's all for it. That's yeah, why I'm you're excited about karma. Yeah. Like and that was the the premise on my one star CD is that like every person that that car passes has a different sort of bad thought for that person. But mm. if we could unify, then that person would eventually have some bad things happen to them. The one bad thing we all wish. I, I I think the way that 
I try to think about it is when you see that person, and this is actually what I was thinking about this guy bef- even before he got into the accident, which is like, whatever this guy is dealing with that's making him act this way is going to make him miserable. I don't need to worry about karma. Like, yeah. when you see that guy who's speeding and fucking acting like a jerk, it's like, oh, he's late for work, you mm-hmm. know? Or there's something he's like, their life isn't great. Yeah. I don't need to worry about it. It's working itself out, you know? Mm-hmm. And also, I remember someone saying, and I don't know if this was like on Facebook or MySpace or Friendster. It was a long time ago. Karma's a bitch and she makes round trips. And I was like, what does that mean? What does it mean? <laughs> isn't that- karma yeah. the whole idea of karma that it is what comes Goes around? around comes around, yeah. You get what's, like, so is it just redundant? Or does it mean she'll visit you multiple times? She makes round trips. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to spend a lot of time on people's quotes on Instagram <laughs> for that reason, for that very I'm reason. I'm still stuck on it. Yeah. I, you got to, yeah. One more small lap about LA traffic. Okay. I'm going to Google karma's a bitch and she makes round trips. I got to find out exactly. <laughs> we what see out here. Is. So this guy had an accident and then he's stuck in bumper to bumper traffic, <laughs> which is, you, so you see on the news all the time, there are these high speed chases where there's 10 cop cars chasing a guy and the guy drives for hours yeah. until his car runs out of gas or the tires go flat or something. Yeah. Where the where the hell are all these freeways right yeah. where you can just drive until your car runs out of gas here? It's like I can't drive twenty minutes and get out of second gear. But if you're if you're in a scoff law apparently, the freeways just open up and you can just drive all day. Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing. They find route you know, freeways and routes. Oftentimes well, I understand it at night, yeah, but when there's like a midday one, yeah, yeah what the fuck? Yeah, like they do hit traffic, one. though, in the middle of the day. I've, I love watching high-speed chases and all that stuff, or police chases, and they do hit traffic, but people either get out of the way or they ride the... They'll ride the... Uh, is that what's edge. happening is because there's a fleet of police cars, all the people in front are getting <laughs> out of the way? They'll start to get out of the way a little Why bit. Why don't they not do that? Just everybody slow down and stop, and Sometimes then the guy will they be do, stopped. though. Sometimes they like get stuck, but there's always like the breakdown lane. There's right. always the shoulder that someone can drive or on. Or they might be they worried they might carjack someone. Like, yeah. I, I always wonder what's going through their heads. Like, are they thinking, what are they hoping is going to appear that's going to get them out of this situation? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's, you the know? End, what's the end game? Yeah, every, like, is it- <laughs> every once in a while, though, before they can scare up a chopper, they, they'll call off the pursuit if it's too fast and too dangerous. They'll call it off. If they have a chopper, then they'll, then they'll just pull back and let the chopper just like chase them down. Yeah, uh, but sometimes you'll because I, I it's on Twitter all the time. I like, I love. <laughs> do you get alerts? I do absolutely. Oh, I, that's, like, that's I like our snow day out here. That's somebody yeah. else's joke, I think. But that's our snow day. Absolutely, and then and look, with nowadays with the internet, like they don't even have to interrupt TV. They just like stream it here, and I'm like, sweet. It's I pull, I've watched police chases here before the podcast. It's Sorry. sad, I know. And and the thing is, <laughs> you watch it and you're like, you know, okay, they're going real fast, and oh, they're turning off the freeway, and then oh, is that. Oh my God! He pulled someone out of the van, and he's taking it, and it's like exciting. You you lose sight of the fact that that's someone who super got up. pulled yes. out of their fucking car. And yes, <laughs> yeah, they're driving it's through some, to someone. Yeah, and they're driving through some residential neighborhood. I yeah. was in uh, when I first moved here. I lived in Venice, and I was running at night. And uh, as I was coming down, like by that by the airport, by the Santa Monica airport, like four cop cars flying <laughs> past me. Ugh. So I got home. I was still all sweaty, like turned on. I had just been up there, and the car chase. I turned on the news and like watched it happen right where I had just been running. Like I was right there, and the, this guy went over like kind of a crest of a hill too fast. 
was driving a minivan that he had stolen. It hit a car. He spun all around, jumped out, spotlight on him, running down an alley. Chuck's like a little baggie of something. Yeah, that's always the best when you see the baggie. Like, <laughs> oh, nice work, buddy. And the spotlight stays on it for a second. Like, we all saw that. And then it keeps <laughs> yep. going. It was great. No, we had one where I was going I was going out to lunch with another associate. And we're like walking into the restaurant. And we see the car being chased. T- turn the corner really hard. Crash. And then the wow. helicopters like banking around this restaurant. And I always thought like, man, if I'm by this, I'm going to like watch. This is so amazing. And we just went like, that's what it looks like. Anyway, you want to grab a burger? And we just like walked in, <laughs> ate, no big deal. We didn't even care. And I was like, wow, I must, I think I've lived here too long. Yeah. I'm, I'm too used to this but, now. But are they thinking like, I might be able to lose them? Yes. Absolutely. Like I might, th- you yeah. know, if I just, I might never- be able, if I drive fast enough, I can outrun a helicopter and radio <laughs> waves. <laughs> yeah. Like what's the, what is that? You know, what, how does that work that in their mind? Is there like a, a, a special sort of move that they can make in the, you know, is there yeah, well, a, like you, an you alley the, you can turn on? Like you put what? the right blinker on, but then you turn left. Yeah. Like <laughs> stuff like that. Like everybody, <laughs> yeah, all the cameras oh! turn to the right. <laughs> Burn! <laughs> it's like a fake in football when they, 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 you think yeah. that the running backs got it, but the quarterback still has it. And it and the cameras miss it. All right. Well, I could not find anything with this karma bitch and she makes round trips. So then I Googled karma bitch round trip and all it pulled up was karma is a bitch and she buys round trip tickets. But it's on the blog of a girl that I know quoting someone else. And now it's occurring to me. This is just a you thing. You Well, it's not me. It's but it's people that I knew in New York. Yeah. But regardless, what does it? What does it mean? Buys, well, but the fact that it has it, and she buys round trip tickets. The fact that it has With it caught money? fire. This one has money. This spiritual coins. The fact that this one is is locked within your small circle of New York friends <laughs> tells me maybe it doesn't really make sense. It hasn't. Right. It hasn't. It doesn't have that kind culture. of intuitive logic that would make it. Someone it sounds like something you would write, like in a note in a fourteen-year-old girl's right. notebook. Yeah, I, mean, I really what I mean? like. Yeah. I really like the girl who initially invented this. I guess I just never understood <laughs> so, it. It sounds like something that you would think of in a dream, and that it's so yes. brilliant. It, you wake yourself up in order to write it down. <laughs> like, oh, that is so great. And then you write it down, and then you wake up the next morning. You're like, huh? The fuck I does had, that mean? Have I? What do you? This was my joke riddle, my dream riddle. Yeah. What do you call two birds making? <laughs> what do you call? <laughs> it's going to be so disappointing. What do you call two birds making love? In- <laughs> There's something about this the- joke <laughs> that plugs right into her comedy center of her brain subconsciously. <laughs> I usually don't laugh this hard unless I fart. Okay. Um, and I don't mean sometimes I laugh so hard I fart. I mean, it. usually it's only my farts that cracks me up like this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys. <laughs> what do you. <laughs> All right. This is such a gauntlet. This is going so, to be so disappointing, everybody. <laughs> it's not even funny. It's not going to be funny at all. Okay, I got it. I'm a professional. What do you call two birds making love in a hammock? <laughs> I I don't know. This is a I dream like one. This. I think you've told me this. <laughs> I don't know the last time I saw a human laugh this hard. This is fantastic. A parakeet. 
See, I mean, what? Disappointment is real, right? Parakeet. Because it's a pear. But right, it but what's a keet come it, in? No, it's, it's something. It was in a dream. Like, it was very so funny in a dream. Two birds together. That's, it that's, makes it makes no sense. I feel yeah. like this joke. Like the neurons that this joke lives in inside of her brain are rubbing right up against the humor part. Like it makes no sense to us because yeah. no, it makes no sense to me either. By light no, of day, I know, but it's like a yeah. total. It's in your brain. I realize there are dream jokes that are actually funny. They're just sort of wacky, and that's what makes them special. But they actually hold up, and I know that this one doesn't. <laughs> it's a parakeet. <laughs> There was dream logic, though, because it's no, two listen, I know, and that's a pair. The thing. Yeah. However, yeah, it, have you ever woken yourself up laughing? Yes. It's such yeah, a good feeling. It's, it's a great feeling, and it's never funny what you were laughing at. So I don't understand. Well, does anyone else have any dream jokes that actually hold up? I wish. No. no one, well, this one, I had this recently. It, it does not hold up, but I think there's something silly about it that I enjoy. It was, and I never knew anything about Dean Martin and uh, Sammy Davis Jr. other than like, I knew they sang and like were gentlemen in the rap pack and stuff like that. But I had this dream where they were like at this standard like vinyl booth, kind of a cool setting. They're drinking scotch and they're chatting and it became apparent to them or to Sammy Davis Jr. that maybe Dean hadn't seen his work. Like, oh, you, you haven't seen what I did. And then it just cut to him out on the street All doing these time. weird like face things. <laughs> like he was yeah. like Gumby-like. He was like animated. Showing him his act. Yeah, he's showing him his act. And it was just so silly and weird. <laughs> and in my mind, I still like, because I'm the only one that can see those images. I'm like, oh, it's kind of funny. Yeah. So it's That's, a dream sketch. Dream sketch. Yeah, yeah, not a joke. I had a dream sketch recently where... There were two people talking. The one guy said, he said, oh, uh, well, what's your name? He said, oh, my name's Dr. Dentist. And the guy went, oh, you're a dentist? He goes, no, that's just my last name. <laughs> <laughs> and I woke up, I thought that was real funny. I was like, that's not that funny. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Like was it. his first name doctor? Like he wasn't really a doctor either? Yeah, like that was his name, Dr. <laughs> yeah. Dentist. Oh. But he was neither a doctor nor a dentist. I thought he was a medical doctor. His last name was Dentist. But no. it works all ways. Does it? Yeah. It yeah, works better the way that you dreamed it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, Kate Rambles says, would never stand still on a down escalator unless it was too packed with people, in which case I'm frustrated with said people. All right, look, this is like how I learned that I am that person who wipes my windshield and sprays other cars, and I never realized that you have to be careful when you clean your windshield, who's behind you. Sometimes I just stand on escalators. I didn't know that you're not allowed I think to. You're also, allowed I to. didn't know that you're not supposed to recline your seat. Ninety percent of the time, they are right next to stairs. That's true. So if you're so ambitious, use the stairs. Well, you know, I think they want that little that extra boost, that boost that the escalator gives you, so you can you don't shave off both. a second. I feel if like you get the boost, you run the risk of being next to lazy people. Yeah, and that's just the trade-off. You can't force them to be hustling. If it's a that's, wide that's enough my, escalator, yeah. you know, you can stand to the side and let the walkers up. But mm. if there's no uh, no, you're supposed to stand, I think. But on the, on the other, moving sidewalk. Yeah, on the moving sidewalk, that you are supposed to walk. I feel like. That's just so to get slow. you there faster. That's not a fucking, hey, lazy ass, just stand here while it moves you across. Mm-hmm. I thought you were supposed trouble. to stand to the right. Yeah. Well, yes. you can. I but I, that was Some rule. airports like bellow that out. Walk to the left. Stand yes. to the right. I just think it's like, fail. if they still do It's just okay to be there. frustrated with people on an escalator. It's, it's not okay to be frustrated with an escalator 
if people are standing still, but I think it is on a moving sidewalk, even though they have the right to stand. It's just, but it's like, come on, how fucking lazy are you? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's one of those things where very. it's more just the common courtesy. If you see me coming and you start to step away, then it's like, I appreciate it that you like saw that I'm in a, I'm going faster than you. I appreciate it. But if it's just total obliviousness of like, I'm here and I don't care and I don't have to move, then it's like, so how do you feel about motorcycles splitting lanes on the freeway if you don't see them? Because you'll, you'll I see don't, the- I don't mind it in traffic when it's like bumper to bumper and we're not moving. Right. I, I'm not a fan of lane splitting when I'm already going 45 and you want to go 60. Well, what about the, but the, when you don't see them and then yeah. the motorcycle or someone doesn't see them, there's not a whole lot of room. The motorcyclist comes up and starts revving and like, eh, like and it's, yeah. I feel like, motherfucker, you whatever it's like it's legal to split the lanes but i feel it's a little bit the same way where it's like hey if somebody doesn't see you tough shit like don't act like i think well i also think it's an interpretation issue where like horns just set people off and like they just want to freak out but it's like you can't do like a soft gentle horn and an angry horn the horn is the horn so it's like like if i'm just trying to let you know it's different than like like any kind of honking in la can set people off I think sometimes that revving is not like being mean. It's like, hey, I'm coming, I'm coming next to you. Oh, I see what you're you know. saying. They Wouldn't should it, get a little bike belt. They should, like, they, they, should, like, yeah. they should have different horn sounds on your car. One's like, oh yeah, meet, meet, yeah, like yeah. hey, meet me. Yeah, <laughs> that one's like real serious. That one's like, get right. out the way. Yeah, that would be good, and or just an angry horn, so yeah, I know yeah. what what's up. I was having this conversation mm. recently. I think maybe it's on the verge of cresting into reality. People want the multiple horns. Everybody talk about it and we'll make it happen. The excuse me, the thank you, the hey, fuck you. Oh, a thank you horn would be great. Mm -hmm. How would that sound? Whoop, boop, boop. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. It's like a cute sound. The challenge. Oh, is that the thank you horn? (laughs) So nice. The ch- it sounds like glitter. And the, the- my bad is just wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I bet. Like, sorry, I pulled that. Was I, oh, I need that one because I just do the my bad hand right? up. Sorry, yeah. thank you. Sorry, I can don't, see with like if Apple does a car or whatever with self-driving cars, the whole like emoji culture yeah. getting into the auto yeah. thing, you know, where you have different ways of communicating with other drivers. Just an LOL yeah. horn for if you're amused by another motorist. I think the challenge would be pressing the right button. In the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it's all voice activated. Not to take your hands off the oh. car. Please tell them yeah. thank you. <laughs> please display poop emoji. <laughs> like I think it should be like the like a big your a big hubcap of a horn on the steering wheel. And that one, the biggest target is the like danger, get out of the way horn and then little other ones on there that's how i would design it kind of like a simon says <coughs> yes that is a oh, very yeah. antiquated reference <laughs> but i enjoy it did you like that game loved it yeah yeah i played the shit out of that yeah, yeah. that's a good game jeff did you play it yes i don't think i ever played it i just wanted it I don't think I ever actually played it. It's a sad yeah, yeah, I think you can still it's buy them. It's pretty sad, really. You can. Yeah, yeah you I feel can like you buy could buy like a keychain size one. You can buy a full, yeah. full size. Yeah, they sell like a full size. I played one like a year ago. Has it yeah. updated in any way? I mean, do they no, know? it is exact same. <laughs> no like, all updated. they did was Classic. just go like, "We're going to resell this now," and people are like, oh, "I'm going to buy it. I haven't had this thing for 20 years." Just as big yeah. and clunky. Jenna's brother had one, and he was like, "The record's 21." And I like I just like sat down and popped like thirty five in a row. Thirty five like, light yeah. up color things. Yeah, like so, the way he because it says like 
red, blue, red, and you have to do those. And well, it has a, hitting um, sounds. It's yeah. like notes. Yeah. Yeah, and I just like I like destroyed it, and he was like, "What the heck, man? I worked all afternoon on that." <laughs> I was like, "I love Simon Says." Whatever. So for the listener who's young. Well, Google's your gr- friend. <laughs> younger than us. Simon Says is, I think it's, it's like Simon. this. I don't think it's Simon. Oh, Simon. Simon. Yeah. yeah, Simon. It's this big black disc with. It's like a UFO with. Yeah, with colored. Colored. Um, giant colored buttons on the top. And it plays a, like a pattern of them. Yeah, it'll play like notes and patterns. So like it, it like the yellows section lights up with a note blue lights up with a note yeah and then and simon will play like four notes and then you have to repeat it in the same kind of like rhythm and then, and then he'll do like be five one. notes or six notes and it's just like you have to keep remembering the, the pattern. sequence yeah the pattern yeah. And how do you know if you got it right or not it like it just it keeps goes, going i think when it, you get it wrong it like blows up anyway. yeah if it's wrong it goes yeah. or something yeah mm. and if you're someone that likes to hack things and you manage to get a simon device on your horn of your car yeah and then make it that'd be amazing it's probably Send us a photo probably pretty simple yeah it can very much be done ashley says outraged when sandwich places charge extra for cheese but totally fine by paying fine with paying more for a cheeseburger than a hamburger honestly never thought about it very much yeah i like where she's going with that that's a good cheese. new outrage everyone just got a new outrage in their life i see that as nu New outrage, yeah. Oh, the weird. the new outrage. It, oh, and you with the new yeah on it. New outrage, it's that kind of outrage. I don't um, know why. I think cheese should always be a free add on. It's like a condiment. It's expensive. It's expensive. It's more yeah. expensive than tomatoes and lettuce and onions. Sorry, you have right, to pay Mr. for supply it. chain gotta, over here. You got to pay for the cost. Sometimes they charge you for condiments. I suppose we've gotten to a place yeah. where a sandwich without cheese is just not really a sandwich, whereas a hamburger, <laughs> people right. are like, that's ah, still hamburger. Right. Just build it into the cost. Make it so that if you want the thing without it, you're just paying more tough shit. You could do that. Oh, so you're you you're that. subsidizing other people's cheese? Yeah. Right. Who the fuck doesn't want cheese on their stuff? Yeah. Jenna always requests it without cheese. Really? Well, lactose intolerant. She's not here, so we can... Oh, yeah, she's very intolerant there. of any lactose, mm-hmm. so... She won't stand for it. Yeah. As you, how s- dare you? As you said, lactose intolerant. Wendy let out the biggest fart. She's sitting under me, and I want she to did? die. Yeah. Did you hear it? No, I can smell it. It, it's headed. I'm just telling you, it's headed your way. Oh, well, you're not Jesus. laughing, so I know you're not blaming <laughs> this on Wendy. Jesus Christ, Wendy. <laughs> oh, it moved past me. This is the best. <laughs> oh, really? It skipped it you. Had a quadrant. You're colorblind. Are you sure you're not nose oh, blind? Smell. Oh, I can smell. <laughs> it's like someone put a green gel filter over the lights. <laughs> yeah, I'm not smelling it. You aren't. This is fantastic. It moved Wait, directly Alan, through the it? table. I don't smell anything. I totally oh, smelled it. Yeah. It's just Daniel then. I totally smelled it. Wow. Oh, God. She's my snuggle. Okay. <laughs> it has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because I moved. Ah, uh, dang it. I should have kept it in <laughs> You stirred the air. Yeah. yeah you're wafting. <laughs> dang it. It's the kind of... This is the kind of intense stench where I suspect it's going to... It's trapped in my clothing. <laughs> I feel like she got sprayed by a skunk or something. We're giving her new food, and so oh, uh, her yeah. whole the system is. But it wasn't haywire. great before. Yeah. yeah, this is new. This is a new kind of fart. Yeah, you got you really not smelling it yet, Jeff. I got one little hint, and then it. Oh, I don't have it. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Well, good for you. Jamos for A-Rose says, get excited about pancakes because I get to have maple syrup, not because I get to have pancakes. I would be excited for the whole situation. I got to say, not a huge fan of pancakes. A friend of mine was uh, making pancakes one morning. I believe he was at his um, girlfriend or at the time wife's house. And uh, maybe like an uncle was walking in and he said, hey man, in like 10 minutes, I'm making some pancakes if you want some. And the guy goes, I don't like sweets. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't either. And it I mean, really I know occurred to me exists. that if I'll have them with chocolate chips in them and still feel like that's breakfast. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just sugar poured all over that. That's a, a hearty meal. I feel like yeah, you've earned flat, pancakes. They're flat, pup, flat cupcakes, if you think Basically, about it. Basically, yeah. yeah. If, if you flattened out a cupcake and poured maple syrup, you'd be like, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. But I look at it as like, I've earned this. I'm going to chop <laughs> it's with a hearty, it. It's a hearty breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I prefer... I like the savory breakfast, but the maple syrup is great. I went to Montreal and they gave us uh, maple syrup like in a can. You had to crack it open. Mm-hmm. It was so, so sweet and so good. I think about it quite often. And so, yeah, I would, uh, I would have it just for that, I guess. But you know I like I it like? with jelly and stuff too. Yeah. I like them a lot. If you had those little um, maple candies mm-hmm. that are made out of straight from the tree maple syrup, those mm-hmm. are pretty good. Yeah. No. You haven't had those? Nope. Really? Where do you get those? Damn. I have some at home that I Canada haven't or Vermont. broken into yet. I'll bring, bring them in for snack chat. Bring them in. Fun. Yes. Jody Martin Laidlaw says, is there a word for email-derived anxiety? At least 80% of my stress is rooted in composing, interactions, and sheer amount. Just mirror everyone. Email. Is there a word for it? It's like... Email well, with three E's. I think we'd have to know more. Is she worried she's going to misspell things, come across like a jerk, not have the wrong intonation yeah, on something? It's like uh, every email is an issue where like you have to say, like, is it too many sentences? Did I say this mm-hmm. thing right? Like, uh, And you're like, just send it. doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Say the point and get out. I think yeah. that's a thing. If there's any level of controllable OCD, mm-hmm. that's one where you can just put a hard line down. Like, I'm doing it this way. I'm going to never think about this again. I'm just going to go forward. Yeah. Doing yeah. It like I had that issue today when I was sending my super early morning email I'm trying to arrange a phone call with someone that I don't know that well but there's sort of like there's the part of the email that's like would this time work for you but then there's also this joke thread in the email too and that is just mucking things up because I wanted to just write back sounds great looking forward to it but then I'm like oh shit do I need to like reference the the joke thing that's been going on in all the emails too because I don't want to be the one to stop the joke but, yeah. And then I like started erasing what I had written, and then I'm like, "Fuck it, this I need to just put the hard line down and just be like, I'm sending this email because it's the morning. This is how I eat up time." I think a quick way to get out of that one is use your phone because then it looks like you were nice enough as you were maybe walking or something to send like right. call you in the morning. And they go, oh, they, they were okay, good. They I was on my phone. Yeah, they're on the phone. So I'm freed from the joke. Do you use the scent from my iPhone footer? I never turned it off. You don't. Oh really? Yeah. I th- I I always always like why would I want to put that? But lately I think I'm I'm thinking of put, turning it back on just so that people can know if there's any like if it's too Weirdness. curt or if there's a misspelling or something they're like, "Oh, he sent it from his iPhone." I yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, that's why they fucking have that." Yeah. Um I guess everyone else knew that. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just learned it. I always yeah. thought it was just an ad for iPhone. Yeah, like, so it was why, like an easy way for them to advertise that's, iPhone. I think what I thought too. Originally, but only recently, like within the last week, has it occurred to me yeah. that that's a thing when people do that. And I go, oh, it's just one sentence. It says, sent my, from my phone. I go, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Sometimes they'll add a comment and say, like, please excuse the brevity. 
stuff like that to be mm-hmm. like more professional. I I don't use it because I don't want people to know where I'm e- emailing from. Right, like if you're at your desk or if you're on the road. Yeah, I just want to. I just want it to be like always. Like here's my signature. I'm normal all the time. But that's yeah, more so- of my own like. Privacy. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just like a, an edge. I'm with I, you. As far as business goes, I, I wouldn't yeah. do it that way, but I think personal. Um, it says, sent from the garage. I'm peeing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be more responsive on email to people if I had the uh, sent from my iPhone because then I wouldn't feel like I have to com- like write an email. I could just be like, sure. You know? well, yeah, you, <laughs> you have. Know? Which is what we're all dying for. Yeah, well, it's, I, it, sure. if I can get it done quick, then I don't have to like find time to do it. Okay. I think the mistake, and I do this, the mistake is not writing back right when the email comes in. The mistake is being like, I'm going to put this aside till I can devote time to it. Because then you will not write back to the person for three years. Yeah. Yeah, And that's why I think relationships are struggling with like, you know, relatives, things like that, where you're like, I need to call them, but we're talking about like an hour long phone call at this point. So you just keep putting it off. We all do it. It's why I don't talk on the phone ever. Because it's I it's all it always feels like any phone conversation is going to be longer than a text. Yeah, you know, and you just who wants to spend time doing anything? <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you on that one. And lastly, John Schember says, when people use the current year to remark on modern progress, hey, come on, it's 2017. I imagine people in the 1700s doing the same. Yes, saying it's mm-hmm. yeah. It's 1492. Come on. Get with it. I always hope in 2093 they will still refer to it as the nine tray. Remember, like, when they used to say that in hip hop? No. It's the nine tray. Like, that was like a cool <laughs> thing to say. It just seems so stupid now. And, like, I think that it's gone away a little bit, especially in the 90s. It was very, like, because it's 94 and nothing's, you know, it's just like, it was a tough thing. Like, mm. get with the program, man. It's 96. And uh, I think we've gotten away from that a little bit, but people definitely still do like, I mean, come on, it's 2017. Why don't we have blah, 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 blah. And then- What's funny to me is how like 1999 felt like science fiction. Mm-hmm. Like it felt at that time like, holy shit, 2000. I mean, that we're going to have, everything's going to be crazy, right? Like, and now the two- 2017 seems like nothing it's like whatever 2000 yeah. but nine- the year 2000 seems like so well it was a long time ago but 1999 yeah. feels like old timey yeah i i saw a thing someone tweeted i think um that like when that 70s show debuted in 1998 it was about something that took place in 1976 and it would be the equivalent now of that the equivalent now would be a show that took place in like 1996 or mm. 1998 or something. And you're like, so in other words, the seventies were to the nineties, what the nineties are to now that fucks me up. That's <laughs> I'm so crazy. Old. That's crazy. Cause, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Al, when you yes. think of the nineties, what do you think of? Uh, childhood. I think being ages, Four through Goddamn. fourteen, fucker. <laughs> he peed in the garage in the ninety-one. But you know what? I peed in the garage 90, in the nineties too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I have a dog to tell you guys about. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. A doggy dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. That's what you are. Poop on your bed. You are a poop 
inside. You come inside. With poop on your butt. With poop on your butt. Dog, 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 dog. Dog, 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 dog. That's what you are. That's what you are. Jeff just got a blast of Wendy's butt. It finally worked its way over here. Yeah. Was that a new one? There's a new one. No. It's a new one. Lucky. Eddie is a cattle dog mix up for adoption at Friends of the Animals Baton Rouge. You might look at Eddie and think he's a grown dog, but he's really a four-month-old, oh, a four-month-old puppy. He's a huggable 30 pounds already and is sure to grow into a handsome dog. Eddie is the type who thinks he's a lap dog now and probably will still think he's a lap dog when he's full-grown. Eddie is alert, curious, sweet. He's got toasty speckles and a beautiful coat. He's super cute. Listeners can learn more about this good-looking guy by going to tinyurl.com slash eddiebff. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash eddiebff. Okay, and also I'll have uh, the link in the episode summary of the episode on my website. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Listeners, thank you for listening. I forgot to do this part. Jeff, where can we find you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. Daniel? Find me at Daniel Quants, Twitter and Instagram. D Quants on the snappy. With regards. I am at the hashtag Al everywhere. Burger? Mm. Uh, I will be at DavidHuntsburger.com. I'm always there. I'm just hanging out. And uh, I'm doing a tour of the Western United States starting May 17th at Doc's Lab in San Francisco. Then over to Sacramento, up to Vancouver, and then Idaho, Denver, back through Arizona. Uh, if you live anywhere in those areas, come out and say hello. Um, you can, as Allison mentioned, get all of my CDs mm-hmm. on Amazon and iTunes. And um, I'll be doing, probably shortly after this episode comes out, maybe next week, a Kickstarter, which is really just a pre-order for my next CD. So I'm putting some funds together to go to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in August. Cool. So if anyone wants to help with that, that'd be phenomenal. Uh, that's it. Awesome. And Wait, no, it's not it. Mother's Day here in Los Angeles. I do a variety show once a month. Music, comedy, animation. Uh, if you want to come out and take part in that, the pupusas are really good. It's at the Copper Still on Beverly Boulevard at 8 p.m. And follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter fit, feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. And I tweeted that I have a book coming out later this year, and I'm realizing that people are probably like, wait, why aren't you mentioning it? So I'm going to mention it on another show. Well, not, I mean, I not this it. one. Don't mention no, it. No, I mean, I just, I'm just i mentioning that I'm going to mention it. That's nice. right. Yeah, just wait till you let everyone know about it, though. Like, just yeah, yeah, right. I'll mention it, but I'm letting you know later. Right. Is that what you mean? I'm just, just hold off and make it a surprise when you announce it. I hope it's all riddles. <laughs> it's just all bird-based humor from my dream. Uh, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? Yeah, Alison Rosen is your new best.